Chris is doing a picture of me. Oh, do you feel special? Yes, I do. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. It's Scott from Ghost. Oh, my God. So we're here. It's been a little while. Really sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's been kind of crazy family stuff. Everybody's got our, we got lives. You know, and actually, Chris uh, Chris Bailey's here tonight. Yeah. Uh, thanks for joining Ooh. us. Thank you. <laughs> that's not how you sound. But let's hear. Okay, let's hear your voice again. Thank you very much. No, that's how he sounds. Is that how he sounds? Yeah. Thank you. Oh, far out, dude. That's his radio voice. We've been really, uh, you know, we've all had some stuff going on here, uh, but we're back. We're on the air. And as I was saying, uh, Chris and I were chatting before the show. I'm like, we just kind of do this on our own schedule now. I really want to keep reiterating that point to people that. This is not a regular thing for us. We do it when we can. I think I really would like to increase some more the output. Maybe not once a month. Well, yeah, I mean, but you know, that's you know, a lot of it's on you though, Bonnie. I mean, you're the one who has to do the driving. You know what I mean? I'm not. No, I'm not blaming you. I'm just saying you have to do a lot of the driving. I don't want to stress you out by having that because you seem pretty upset. Okay, we've already gone over this. It took me 45 minutes to go 14 miles. It usually takes me 45 minutes to get from my house to here. Yeah. It took me 45 minutes to get from my house to downtown Detroit. Really? That's a problem. That is a problem. Well, that's the, that was my that's my concern though, Bonnie, is I don't want to Well, see, no matter what, it's just going to be a clusterfuck because I-75 South, a good portion of it is closed yeah, on we're, my we're, way home we're fucked right now. This for is a, the a, next two years. Yeah, that's the big news here in Michigan is I-75, which is the main vein through the state, essentially. Um, in Detroit, it's being shut down. I forgot what area exactly it's being shut down, but enough to really screw things up royally here. Yeah. So we're we're dealing with that. So Bonnie is gonna is doing her best to get here. She made it tonight. She's not in a very good mood. I'm fine now. Big fucking surprise. But yeah. Uh, <clears throat> what? Wait a second. Construction in Michigan? Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Right. <laughs> what? In the wintertime, because it used to be like summertime. Like, oh, here comes the here comes the road cones. Right. That's our state flag. Yeah. But now it's the wintertime. They just don't give a shit. They're working year round now because they've taken all these projects on. And yeah, that's. Well, that's Job because security. virtually every road in Michigan is a big pile of shit right now. Yeah, there. Everyone on the road looks like a drunk driver because you're trying to avoid potholes. It's amazing because we were bringing the we had to drive like a 26 foot truck up from my grandma's house in Tennessee. We emptied her house out uh, in January, and you know that's a hell of a drive because from Tennessee to Michigan, it's about a good 10 hour drive when you're driving a big old box truck. And the roads, yeah, it's a tough drive as it is, but. All the roads from Tennessee up to Michigan. Literally, it was incredible. Everything was smooth as glass with this, you know, with a big old rickety truck. It's hard enough as it is, but it was pleasant. As soon as we, and I, this happens whenever we travel into Michigan. You know, you see the sign, like, welcome to Michigan, and you go, yay. And then <laughs> the car just starts to rattle, and that truck started doing that, and it scared the crap. I'm like, oh, yeah, I forgot. I'm back in Michigan we, we've here. We've said it before. If you blindfolded a person and put them in your car, they could tell yeah. you the second we cross the state line into Ohio. Yeah. Without seeing yeah. anything. Yeah, it sucks. It's the worst. And, and going, it's like coming out is like, okay, dude, just a few more miles. <laughs> we'll be okay. But when you're here, you're just used to it, so you don't right. think about it. But then you hit Ohio, and you're like, oh, my God, this is what road feels like to drive on. Not, uh, what is it, just craters, I guess? You're, I don't know what the name is. Big giant potholes. Big giant potholes. So, yeah, uh, Bonnie, I'm concerned about you. That's the whole point here. Mm. 
That's why we don't do shows as frequently as we should. However, if you're saying here live on the air, well, not live, we're recording. If you're saying here... He's trying to get me in some shit right now. I'm not getting you in no shit. I'm making you commit. I'm making you be a fucking adult. I don't like commitment. I played that game once, and I got divorced. Okay, but you, I'm not, we're not asking to marry you. We're just asking. To, I don't that that was a commitment. I don't like. But you're here right now. What you're just dating us? You don't want to marry Ghostly Talk? I'll marry Amber. Yay! We'll marry somebody. I, I marry Chris. I don't want to marry you, Chris. Mr. Is oh, Chris already is already married. married. Yeah, you're married. We'll talk. I mean, unless, <laughs> oh, shit. unless your oh, wife is into that sort of thing. Oh, I mean, whatever. No, I, yeah, well, moving on. <laughs> we'll get married and live in separate houses. I'm okay with that. How are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> oh, do we got a love connection here yes, at Ghostly Talk? Yes, I'm fine talk. with doing Ghostly Talk more than once a okay, week. Okay, so you're you're owning it. Yes, You're, I'm you're committing it. to it? Yes. You heard it here. You heard it here. An exclusive. Ooh, you're on Ghostly Talk. Lord. Bonnie will commit to more shows. So, good news for you guys. You get to listen to our fucking asses. Bad news for Scott. That means I'll be here more bitching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she did. She came in here. We have pizza ready. We got drinks ready. We got everything ready to go for pizza her. Pizza wasn't ready. He wasn't here yet. Well, okay, the, the guy showed up like two minutes after you walked to the front door. But it wasn't here. Well, blame it on Amber for screwing that part up. I'll time it better next time. Yeah, we're trying, Bonnie. Like you knew, I was going to be stuck on the freeway for 45 minutes. We're trying our best here. What What more do you want? Heat. Okay, it is cool down here. We kind of got our new studio set up, which is going to be changing next to, for the next show. But it's actually, I, th- I like this. What I like this it's, setup. It's comfy. It's like comfy. It. It's comfy. It's, it's more opened up. You can move around. You now know? all we need to work on is seats that don't make your ass numb after 10 minutes. We'll work on that too. Okay, that'd be we're, great. We're, we're, we're not jumping into the water. We're kind of slowly putting our feet in here. We just don't want to spend too much money just yet. Okay. Unless you want me to. You Amber, guys want me to spend money? Tell them you want them to spend a lot. I want executive swivel chairs. Ooh! <laughs> you heard it here, live on I, Ghostly Talk. I need a couple shots of Jack Daniels, too. So That's how you calm me into crap nowadays. It is. You know, yeah. That's how I got an Xbox once. <laughs> Way to go, Amber! Yeah, that was when, when drunken night at the bar, and I was really upset. Smooth. Yeah, and th- that's the best part. I get hammered. I agree to this, right? And the next morning, I'm passed out in bed, like trying to work a hangover off. And there's Amber and her cousin there tugging on my toes, going, "Scott, you do? You said you'll get us the next box today." <laughs> I'm like, "That can't. You can't hold me to that. I was drunk last night." And they're like, "No." So an hour later, I'm at Myers. Naturally. <laughs> okay, yeah, I'll take the extra controller and the 15 games that come along with it. Whatever. So yeah, yeah, that's that's the quickest way to my heart, I guess, is grain alcohol. Right, Amber? Right. Moving along. I would have to say splitting your sternum, but we'll go with that. Wait, very nice. Waiting patiently over on the other side of the table here is Mr. Chris Bailey. Woo from, from, from the legendary. Where's the drops? I can't. You fail. I failed. Fail. We should add like Amber awesome and I claps. did a celebratory drop, yeah, though. Yeah. Well, here. How, how, <laughs> Chris is going to clap for himself. Yeah. <laughs> how about that? Thanks. We got Doug. We got, we got Doug laugh. It's too cold here in Michigan. <laughs> there you go, right? Doug? Is that you? <laughs> Doug? Doug. Uh, who am I talking to? Chris. Chris, yeah, that's you. Uh, thanks for joining us here. It's been a little while. You've, you've come over. We've all, you know, even since in the old days, obviously. And I love telling the story of Grimm because this is actually kind of a weird triangle we have here. Well, between the three of us. Because, no, the, the day I met you, Chris, was the day I met Amber. 
Mm-hmm. That was the same day. Uh, and I remember we were at the, I think we all went to the hotel first. We had to all meet at the hotel in Grand Rapids. And the whole way there, I remember it was me and Will were driving there. And Doug, we were talking to him on the phone. And we're like, the Grimstone people. They're, they're like this mythological group of people we've never seen before. We met all these other groups before that. And we're like, who are these people from Bigfoot? Yeah, no, they you, really, they, they were like this really cool group. So we used to go to your website and check it out. And we're like, you know, we we just were like, who are these people? They're really into their shit, obviously. Uh, I, I mean that. I Bad mean that phrasing. Nice <laughs> he meant it in a good way. Yeah. I totally meant it in a good way. And we got to meet you that day. And it was like, oh, my God, Chris. You know, now, and that was that's all history. And, of course... I didn't know that, but yeah, there's history with me and Chris. We go back to high school, actually. Yes. I mean, which is my, my drunken, dumb brain forgot all about that until you brought a freaking yearbook over and said, hey, check it out, dude. Remember that? Oh. <laughs> so that was a weird day. Like, the three of us, we actually all met that day. And here we are sitting here again. And you were on the show back in the day in the old days, too, yes. which is always fun. And we really wanted to get you back. We've been trying to make this happen for a while, to get you over here to hang out with us for a little while. And you got all kinds of stuff here today. He brought toys. Yes. Oh, my God. Like yeah, toys. he's got a goodie bag. Well, can I, you, you have... First off, I think we should tell listeners, because what? not everybody that listens to this show is from Michigan. Yeah, what? Tell us all about Grimstone, because yeah, okay. you are the longest running You're OG. paranormal team in the state. Does that mean I'm the last man standing? Kind of. <laughs> okay. All right, well, there is not too There's many. been a lot of teams that have come and gone since, no, since um, you've been around. When we started up way back when the Earth's crust was cooling... Mm-hmm. Um, there was like six groups in Michigan and this strange guy known as John Tenney who did weird lectures. Yeah. <laughs> and I, his website just scared me, so I stayed away from him. <laughs> and, uh, the, the big name on the block at the time was the Michigan Ghost Hunters Society. Ooh. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. And uh, after a couple of years, they just threw up on their webpage that they saw everything they needed to see and there was nothing more. Oh. Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> inspirational. Yeah. Um, <laughs> And we're done. We've seen all the ghosts and Bigfoots. We're done. Did it. Done it. Yeah. Done. But uh, Which is ridiculous to me, that idea. Got the black t-shirt. Yeah. It, so, it, that cracks me up to hear something like that because just a couple nights ago, I, was, I met a friend to take care of something, and we just got into a conversation, just a random conversation, which, of course, went into all these other types of spider arms and stuff. And that's one of the things that kind of came up is like, we were talking about the paranormal and studying not just ghosts, but UFOs and all that stuff. And I'm like, you know, there's always something I think you you, you can learn about this stuff i mean not i mean it's all theory we know that stuff but as far as trying to learn science and trying to learn theory and understand like very real sciences you can always learn something and you can always you know pick up a new idea i think like you know expand your mind somehow whether it's real or not doesn't matter i don't think right it's just i think there's ideas that you can still learn so for someone to say like an idea like that like well you know we're we're not doing this anymore because we don't you know we just our reason is we've seen everything we need to see. We're cool. I, I mean, I guess I see the logic in that a little bit where I, I – oh, my God, that's my fault. That I'm was trouble. you. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. all me. But the, I, I guess if you if that's how you feel, I respect that. Like, well, I've seen everything I want to see. I'm done. Uh, but if you feel like you – you know, that's all there is out there, that's kind of a bummer to I'm me. I'm going to do that in the middle of ghostly talk one day. What's that? It's going to be like, She's I've heard everything I want to hear. I got to go. Drop the mic. Sorry, Chris. I didn't mean to interrupt you. Anyway, you go back to like night was it nineteen ninety eight or earlier? Earlier. This is actually our twentieth year. Wow. Oh my god. Wow. And so. you haven't killed people yet? No comment. Yeah, he's, he's come <laughs> close. He's come close. <laughs> well, 
We had quite the conversation prior to coming down here, so. I'm just saying, you know, the best way to research ghosts sometimes is to make your own. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you guys, I mean, and I don't want to dig into that, but, I mean, there's always been, there's been people that have come and gone from Grimstone. It's just part, I think it's just part of how it works, you know, is that some people, I think what happens, and this is, I know personally, I've seen this myself. Um, I'm curious to see what your, your, your viewpoint is on that is you know even with doing the show or the short time that Doug and I back in the day were were part of groups we saw hmm. a revolving <laughs> door literally you know not always for the best of people coming back and forth um i think a lot of it to me was not only you know i think there's just some people are mentally they're not there all the way but i think some people get into this with the idea of you know, this is gonna be so exciting. It's gonna be so amazing. This is gonna be just like the movies and all. Well, you know, we and we we can we can shit all over TV shows all we want, but I think if then they get out there and get into the reality of it and get in the, and get into the weeds, so to say. They go, this isn't as exciting as I thought it was gonna be, and they may be really charged up to be a part of something, and then they realize this isn't what I want to do. Have you seen that with Grimstone? You see it everywhere. The fact of the matter is, though, you need to find your passion, even in the paranormal, not just going out there doing the cases but find the passion that you have in there and and keep pursuing it and sometimes it's difficult i mean what you see on tv strangely enough might not be like real life small disclaimer and uh (laughs) and you know if you're if you're going out to just go to public haunts or and things and see cool things that's totally fine but when you start diving into it deeper there gets to be a layer where the fun becomes the work and there's new ways as you have to manage it and then there's other groups and territories and drama and other little things all forming and it you know things change with time and well and i wonder now because there's not as many i don't know how this goes for other states but in michigan i don't think there's as many teams popping up anymore and if there are I don't know. They don't seem to be as prolific as they once were. I don't know if you've been paying attention because there just doesn't seem to be as, as many. I used to track it. Yeah, I remember um, that. And at, I know at the peak point, we were well over 200 yeah. groups in Michigan. Good um, Lord. In fact, I think we really? had... Really? Yeah. In fact, I think we had more ghost hunters than ghosts in the yeah. entire state. Um, it does seem to trickle down a little bit, and I think it's because it's no longer the big... Trend yeah, on. well, the shows are dying down a little bit. They're still there. Um, I don't think Ghost Hunters is done, but I think it's getting picked up by another network. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not on sci-fi anymore. I don't know if Destination America or someone's going to pick them up again. So I don't think they're done done. But you still have Ghost Adventures, you know, those guys running around douching it out. And then you got... Their Affliction shirts. Uh, you know, other, some other shows and stuff. Out. I don't know what the longevity of some of those other shows, but... I think a lot of people, like Scott had said, they got involved. Like when I, first... well, I'm, not, I'm not just talking about this, just the the TV no, shows, no, no, no. But, but I think just the the mystique and aura of this field when you're not when you've never been a part of it, your mind is going to tell you all this really interesting stuff that could happen to you. And, when, and what, quite simply, it just isn't the case. Usually. Well, yeah, but I think the the TV shows motivated a whole horde of people to get motivated, and then they all like, let's get the matching T-shirts. Okay, you're going to be case manager. Okay, you know, yeah. yeah, and so. Like, I don't know, it's just, I think that's died down a little bit, and you are left with more of the people that are truly interested, like your group, uh, because you really do have a passion for this. That's why you haven't given up. Yeah, um, it is dying down a little bit. 
Um, I think more people are also willing to work together. Uh, they realize that it doesn't have to be clicky, um, that we're all kind of in it for the, the same general reason. Some have a little bit different. You know, there's people that want to be para celebrities. There's people that want to learn things. There's people that just want to experience cool stuff. Uh, but, uh, you know, there's it's calming down. And, and I think it's it's a good time to, to be a, a paranormal investigator or, or a ghost hunter. Because, um, you know, we did have that rush with the media, um, which opened up a lot of people's minds to consideration. Yeah. But now it's not so much that it's just hot trendy things and we can talk about it a little bit more serious yeah and that was when i when i got involved in this the shows didn't exist yet no i just found a local ghost group and was like what that's pretty cool like i want to go into a cemetery at night this could be interesting what might i see and then ah. you would tell people what the hell i always smell a graveyard sorry to throw that in there go ahead and then so you go out you start doing your thing and you're like oh this is spooky and cool whatever and then you tell someone like they're like what'd you do last night and i'm like went ghost hunting went to a cemetery oh my god well, yeah, and, there and was, then, yeah, yeah, then yeah. the shows came Burn out her. right <laughs> the shows came out yeah. and then all of a sudden they were like oh my god just like on TV that's so cool oh my god and then you gotta and spend was, three hours trying to talk that down on them which is one of the reasons I had to get away from it for a long time because that was just that I may have mentioned this on the show here is, is I got to a point with that years ago where I mean people were that I didn't know were like, well, I'm taking my kid on a ghost hunt tonight, right? You know, and they're like, you know, they like, my kid watched whatever show, Paranormal Dickheads or whatever was on the whatever, that whatever station. That was my favorite. That was my favorite. Um, they watched that and they want to go on a ghost hunt now. And they are, here I am who's been doing this for, you know, over a decade, who knows the, what the real deal is, and I'm going, well, that's cool. I hope you enjoy yourself. And I, and I leave. I, I was doing that for a long time. I just didn't – I was worn out. With having to spend two or three hours with someone going, okay, here is all the crap you should know. I really care, and I don't want to see you get swindled. You know what I mean? Um, and some people just, I think, I'm like, I'm tired. I can't do this no more, right? I think that's where I, again, that's where people get hooked into this stuff, I think. It's just that. Like, it's this mystique, especially with all the shows. And, yeah, Grant, I think I've gotten that same vibe that this stuff is kind of starting to mellow out a little bit now it's not quite as turbulent as it was but i still do think you know that it's it is this idea of well the people on that ghost hunter show do it why can't i do it like that mentality right i don't know what no it's it's a he a was thinking point. about paranormal dickheads <laughs> <laughs> It is my favorite show. It's mine too. Pitch this. Well, what? This Come on. Show. I really Somebody think we should. Here. I really think we should. Somebody throw me a bone here. Am I wrong? You're wrong. Just because I like to say you're wrong. <sighs> well, no. I go. So Scott's saying, okay, I'm talking to these people and telling them, like, hey, this is really how it is. It's not just going to be like the TV shows. I think Chris has a good example of different. When you work within a paranormal team for so long and you do all these, especially home investigations. Yeah. You the layers that you start to peel back during investigations that they they initially say we got this thing we're hearing the sound come investigate yeah. you find things like you become an animal control specialist because there's a critter somewhere in the attic <laughs> but what I'm what I'm thinking of is a is a time you told me a story about going to an investigation and then having to use a code word to get everyone out of there because there was a dude flashing a gun 
Yeah. So I don't know if you want to tell that story because that's it's, the hell, it, for real? it's no, it's it's disturbing because you are strangers right. going into you, a stranger's exactly. home, and they think you think oh, I'm just going to go there and find their ghost. Right. No, this can be a really creepy, serious thing that people mm-hmm. can get involved in and not even think about it. Um, there is a certain layer of risk that occurs anytime you're going into a stranger's property whether it's their home their business whatever yeah you do a lot of screening up front you talk to them you try to understand the situation and people can seem perfectly rational and reasonable on on the phone yeah um but you never quite know and as a ghost hunter um it, it, you take your team out to these places or you go out with just a couple people to to go and investigate and you're thinking you're doing them a service but so many things can happen um you know there's risks of what happens if something breaks while you're there yeah uh, they could accuse you of stealing things mm-hmm. um sometimes these people just leave you with keys to their house and they go off you know so that's they're, insane um <clears throat> there, people are insane. There have been times where we've had to deal with mental illness. There's what happens when you come across and you start interviewing the clients and you find out that there is child abuse going on in the home uh, or drugs or other types of things. And yes, we um, it was one of our cases that we had probably about, gosh, maybe six years, seven years ago. It goes back a little ways, but uh, I didn't go on this case. Um, I had another lead going. I'm at uh, home trying to catch up on some stuff, and I get a phone call, and uh, it's one of our members. And I'm like, okay, they're missing a piece of equipment. They need some help here. They're in a sticky situation. Yeah. And they're like, um, I'm not sure what to do here. I hope you don't, you're not bothered right now, but um, the homeowner's carrying a um, a, a 45 in his, in his uh, hoodie um, walking around with us. And uh, I was just cornered by his wife, who was explaining to me the inappropriate dreams that she was having of me the night before. Oh, dear Lord. What? Um, the lead investigator, uh, you know, has been very busy with the clients. We don't know. I don't know what to do here. You know, he doesn't seem to want to go. <laughs> and I'm not feeling comfortable. And I'm like, well. Get out. <laughs> Get out. Get out. So I'm like, you know. You have to put the safety of your members before anything. And, you know, when you've been in ghost hunting a long time, you can attribute thousands of dollars in equipment. But it's equipment. Yeah. It can be replaced. My members are my family. They cannot be replaced. Uh, and I had to say, you know, get the lead investigator, pull them aside. I want to talk to him. And I had them pull the case. And uh, as part of our risk management, we do have secret code words mm-hmm. that we can have in polite conversation in front of clients, in front of whoever. And they would not know anything was going on, but we're communicating, hey, there's some trouble here. We need to talk in private. Or, hey, we need to leave everything. Let's get out the door. Yeah. Whatever's necessary to keep our members and everything safe and you know, continuing on with their lives um, in a very happy and healthy way. Yeah. And that's the disturbing thing is how many people you do encounter within the paranormal that are have mental problems. They're not really experiencing ghosts or demons or anything. The demons are in their head. And so a lot of ghost hunters almost become amateur psychologists in a weird way where you're like, uh, okay, either you're trying to give them advice or you're pushing some phone numbers their way. Um, did you ever follow up with that family or did you just leave and cut the cord? 
Uh, in that case, we've had a, to kind of cut the cord. Uh, I think we're very fortunate with the group. We have a, a very well-rounded staff right now. Uh, we do have a psychologist that's on our group. Wow. Uh, we have um, a law enforcement officer. Uh, we know um, a lot of, like, a master electrician, project managers are in our group. Uh, so that's we why have... Chris is the best group. That's why mm-hmm. Grimstone's the best. Yeah, keep thinking that. Yeah, it is. <laughs> it, is. it really is. He's my future husband. Back <laughs> off, bitch. <laughs> so... Damn, Chris. There's just a <laughs> pulling some ass tonight, aren't you? Yeah. God damn. So, um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Derailed that shit, didn't changing, I? Woo, yeah. Changing topics. Chris also mentioned that gadgets can't be replaced, but he can because he can replace them easily because he can just print them. So, one of the things that yeah. he pulled out of his We're bag. We're sitting there of eating toys. pizza and all yeah. this stuff starts flying out of his bag. Namely a gun. And uh, say, what the hell, Chris? You're speaking of guns. Right? This, it's right? not a real gun. Right? Uh, it's fr- a replica gun from the Suicide Squad. Yeah, yeah. And but Chris makes a lot of his own equipment, which a lot of ghost hunters cannot, teams can't own up to. Like they just go to eBay or they go wherever and they buy their own stuff. And you've developed your own EMF detectors, your own. You've I, talk about those because they're crazy. They're awesome. Okay, okay well, this um, is all made in house, obviously. Yeah. In my private uh, shop, but yeah, uh, his laboratory, laboratory, uh, so, fucking mad uh, scientist. I, I could see that. I'm an oddball. Um, I'm a scientist. I'm a Catholic, and I'm a ghost hunter. So no part of me will agree with any other part. Right, of me. right. <laughs> but uh, you know, the, the the scientist part of me tells me I got to know how this works, including paranormal. Good luck with that. I know, but um, investigating for so long, um, when it comes down to you know taking pictures. Well, then I want to learn photography. So I know when I see a picture, you know, is that really the my deceased Aunt Etna or is that just a speck of dust? <laughs> and I, it started with me just trying to, to learn truly how to operate and do everything appropriately and understand the theory behind it. And the more I dug and the more I used stuff, the more I realized, let's face it, there's not too many true tools out there for paranormal investigators. We steal EMF detectors from electricians. You know, we steal cameras from surveillance companies. And, you know, we try to utilize a bunch of toys and tools from all over the place. And I thought, well, you know, playing with my background electronics and 3D printing and other things, what if I started making some tools specifically for paranormal investigating and ghost hunting and started off with that idea and me being the the tech gadget guy of the group you know if i'm going off to waverly hills or someplace that i know that i might only see once in my life well i have to have my infrared full spectrum uh, camera my (laughs) dc emf detector my ac emf detector my voice (laughs) recorders uh, my laser grids and you know, a thousand other gadgets. And then when I get there, I'm having these all in my little pouches and stuff and organized. And sure enough, something's going to die and we're going to have to change the batteries. you got to carry the battery box on the back. And <laughs> halfway through the, the night, I'm dropping something, breaking something and screwing something up and not really enjoying my encounter that much. So I thought, you know, what if I made a, a, an EMF detector that fit on your wrist? And that way, if you something went off, I can hold my camera and I can notice it and I don't have to carry it. That'd be crazy. So I'm. So like, he does it. So I did. I know. <laughs> He's a madman. Um, and started playing around that way, and I wanted to create things that made sense, at least as much sense as possible in the paranormal, that we can 
have better toys, better tools, and a better understanding. And that's where it really started to come from. And then since that time, as Scott mentioned, my gun. Um, <laughs> it's a nice gun you got. And the, um, what, what is it? What did you call it? The African death whistle? Oh, yeah. There's the African death whistle. Yeah, so too. Um, we were all gifted African yes. 3D printed death wi- Be whistles. Which, jealous. Yeah, this thing just sounds horrible if you get a good. Uh, Chris, give get it a, a good go. blow I would, it. Don't, don't do that in the mic. Not doing the mic. I don't want to blow out anything. Yeah, Maybe you should go next door and run that thing. <laughs> so. I, I started printing African death whistles, which basic, <laughs> well, not African, Aztec death oh, whistles. Oh, Aztec, that's right. The, Wait, the that sounds worse. That sounds more ominous. Well, they actually used them to help transfer the spirits over to the other side oh. during their ceremonies. I, I, that's what I felt when I blew on that. Okay. Yeah. You, you just thought it was a, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I thought it was me, but I yeah, know. Yeah. yeah. But, <laughs> and they also <laughs> used them uh, to when they're about to attack to yeah. intimidate their opponents because it pretty much sounds like a it crying sounds, goat. Yeah, it sounds pretty horrible. <laughs> so. Okay, so we're going to... Um, all right, everyone's going right, to hear do this. It. I'll, I'll play my favorite okay. song. That was louder than that. <laughs> I like it. Oh, my God. That just blew everyone's ears out. I like it. There's your... Uh, I'm going to bring your channel whistle. down. Why don't you try that one more time? Okay. Here, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, my God, it's still peeking. Yeah. I think they probably That's got the idea. That's all right. I like You'll it. You'll get the idea. <laughs> I like it. And you now can, I have one for home. I apologize about that. You can buy my leave. musical Death Whistles uh, accompaniment on iTunes later. That's going to be my new <laughs> orgasm sound. There you go. Where do you use that for the outro? I'll just have it in the bedroom like... <laughs> what? Instead of my O face, that's going to be my orgasm sound. Thanks, Chris. That sound? <laughs> Oh, you do. Cer- certainly. Wait, wait. So, wait, that would bring us up to another important oh, part. Oh, Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did that Let's change you gears to here real quick? No, it's a good segue. So, um, I like to prep for the shows. Scott doesn't. And so, I said, hey, did you talk to Chris about anything that he maybe would want to bring up on the show? And I'm like, you know, cut and paste and send me whatever he said. So, here was one of the things that Scott mentioned. So, reptilians controlling us as a slave colony through Pornhub. Chris, can you comment? <laughs> My reptilian overlords prevent me from commenting on that. <laughs> Does, is that a thing? Is this a thing? Seriously. What? I'm is, busy. I'm, I'm on Facebook. Even, what do you want? I'm kidding. Seriously, I'm, no, I'm totally paying attention. No, he was joking around. Why? Okay, throw no, you, Chris. You let, wrote let's, that. No. Scott, you wrote that. I didn't write anything. I copied and I said, we talked about this today. And you said, well, Chris, or was it yesterday or whatever? And you're like, well, what does Chris want to talk about? Did you did you do any prep at all? I'm like, no, I didn't do any prep at all. But Chris and I talked a couple days ago, and this is what he sent me. Oh, so I copied this, and pasted. Chris, this literally is one of your co- ideas? Yeah. Oh, so wait. So you <laughs> fucked that all up, Amber. It was, it was a joke. He was joking. No, I think this could be a real thing. Okay, well, let's talk about it then. Let's talk about it then. Reptilians are bad. <laughs> but like Pornhub is good. They're the bad aliens. I have mixed feelings now. <laughs> this was not even meant to be on the air. Sure you know was. what? Half the shit we talk about was never meant to be on the air. You can't put us in a so room together. Okay, let's go down another weird rabbit hole. With oh, I the, like um, weird rabbit yeah, holes. Yeah, with the um, Men, uh, Mandela effect. So, does anyone ever heard of this? Yes. yes. Okay, so have you ever looked it up and then sort of been blown away by, go- like, you're like, oh, what? 
oh my God. The I, Berenstein Bears. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know, this Mandela effect has to do with, it started with Nelson Mandela and they were like, everyone thought he died in jail, but he didn't. He died like in 2013. Mm-hmm. But people swear that there is video, TV footage or news stories that they saw back in the day that Nelson had died in jail. And then there's a whole list of other stories where people claim, like the big one, Berenstein Bears or Berenstain Bears. I swear, we all said it like Berenstain Bears. We That's what I said when I was growing up, yeah. And so, but then I had to, I, I work in a library. I had to run when I read this and go grab the books and look. And I'm like, holy shit, it says Berenstain. It's too late. They changed them. Yeah, yeah, the parallel universe. So, and then the other one that tripped me up was that comedian Sinbad. Mm-hmm. Him being, I know where you're yeah, going. Him yeah. being in a movie where he was a genie. And I'm like, no, no, I remember that. Like, I swear to God, I remember he was a genie. And then everyone's like, no, 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 you're getting confused with the the Shaq movie, Kazam, or whatever. And I'm like, Mm -hmm. no, I swear I remember that that comedian was in a movie like that. And I had to Google it, and of course there was nothing, just the Mandela effect came up. But um, it's really kind of creepy. And then, like, Scott, I don't know, maybe this one. So when you hear the famous line from Hannibal Lecter, say, hello, Clarice. Yeah. He doesn't say that. He never said that. He never said that. He just says, good morning. He, He... He never said hello. Well, it's a lot like the whole phenomena also of I am your father. Yeah. He so never was, really said no. that. He Darth Vader never said no, that. He just says, no, I am your father. Yeah. He never said, I, but Luke, everyone says I, Luke. I am your father. And we it's all a, believe it. It's the same. Yeah. It's the same anomaly. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I never thought about Silence of the Lambs that much, but that is true. He never says hello, Clarice. Right. Uh, he. Yeah. In the opening scene. Don't ever do that again. That's, that's how Anthony Hopkins plays it. Mm, no. Hello, Clarice. That was horrible. Don't do it well, again. How, then let's hear your fucking line, Bonnie. Eat a bag of dicks. No, let's see that's what you guys say. Line. You think you can do it better? Dick. <sighs> Moving on. Head. Dickhead. Head. Dick. Ghost what, hunting. Dude, why are we doing this? <laughs> no, you're right. I, I think it's going to be like seven degrees of Kevin Bacon somehow. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't. Yeah, you're right. Where's this going? Okay, so yeah. Where, where did that even come from? I was going from my prep notes of different ideas that Chris offered to talk about. Yeah, so there. And that was she on prepped. the list. Because I prepped. You didn't. Hmm. No one sent me any well, information, so fuck me. I guess I don't <laughs> hey, get to know. The mic's off now. You guys don't worry, go Bonnie. It was only like two hours ago. Oh, two hours ago. I was on the road, stuck in traffic. Yeah, so. yeah, you wanna, yeah. Chris, what would you like to talk about yeah. now that we don't have to listen to Scott? <laughs> Just us three. Fuck you. Yeah, you shush over there. All right, okay. Shush. Drink your drink. All right, okay. Okay, so some of the other prep notes I have. Okay. So one of the things that, Chris, when we were going back to talking about paranormal teams is this whole idea of paranormal unity. Do you agree or disagree with that concept? I'm going to play devil's advocate, and I say I disagree. And why? Why? Because if the, the term unity comes that we're all working together in the same direction, the same way, well, if we're all doing that... We're not pushing ourselves. We're not growing. We're not struggling in that head-to-head competition race to, to understand and dig deep in new theories. And I'm not saying we shouldn't work together, but I don't think we should focus at us all believing one thing or going one way, but rather trying to push the boundaries in every single direction until we come up with 
the truth. Ooh. Ooh, I like his radio voice. That was prolific. Well, I think. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm back. Oh, oh damn, damn it. Guys, got right, Okay, I'll go away. Here, go ahead. You guys go. Now he can. Go you ahead, you can. No, you can talk now. Make your comments. Talk. Make your comments. We'll just sit here in silence then until you speak. Dead air never sounded so good. Please talk, Scott. I want to. We miss you. Come back. I don't, wanna, no. I don't miss him. Okay. Okay. I don't right. want to talk. You guys talk. What else you want to talk about, Amber? Uh, oh, wait. No. Okay, let's talk about this. All right. No, that's BS. All right. So, yeah, I, th- I think the whole idea of unity, let's let's talk about this because it's something I do like to talk about on this show now. Um, it's something I think we've been hearing about for many, many, many years now. It's It's been since this, before we quit. Yeah, way before that. Um, and I think, yeah, I think to a certain degree, um, there has to be some type of unifying thing. I mean, not some formal council that oversees crap and stuff like that. But I think, you know, I think with a lot of uh, hobbies or trades or professions, there's un let's call them unwritten type things like ideas. Like you know, that's kind of how we you know how things are done, right? I'm not saying that it has to be that way, but I think with especially with the paranormal, I think a lot of just common sense stuff comes into play, right? Uh, the idea of unity. And you've mentioned stuff earlier, Chris, about the idea, like territoriality, for one thing, right? Uh, I've heard, I've actually seen groups, you know, people go into this hole, and I've had to hear them get on a soapbox and go, "We all need to unify. We need to be unity, paranormal unity, paranormal whatever it is, right?" And then they have some place that they're working at that they're trying to get some tour or something going at and then some other group wants to come in there and do some work and all of a sudden it's like get the fuck out of here <laughs> fuck you you're on my turf and they pull a gun out and they throw some gang signs and do some crap like that and is that your, is that is that is that paranormal unity is that the definition of it i mean i'm curious you guys what do you guys think about that and i think you're just talking about courtesy like groups need to have but that's unity courtesy. but no seems- unity is what Chris was talking about a different kind of concept, more of like on the, the mental side of things, that if everyone's just together going, yeah, this is yeah. what we believe, and orbs are wonderful spirit forms of energy. You talking on more of a mental level. Yeah, though. that you, we can't all be on the same page because then we're not going to, like he said, push the boundaries and explore different possibilities. But as on a, on a human level, we should all get along and respect each other and not be like, no, yeah, you know, totally. my group's better than your group. We, well, have, that, but that's we, why... have, we have more followers on Facebook. Well, that and I think variation is the key to it. I mean, my black has, shirt's better than your black. <laughs> I think everybody should have different ideas. Yeah, and I guess on a mental level, that that idea right there, where well, yeah, we all agree that orbs are orbs. You know, if you see an orb in a picture, it's some type of spirit, which we all know is com- complete hogwash. There's a lot of there's a lot of reasons you see stuff like that. Um, is that the idea of unity? It's this mental thing that we all just believe that way. I mean, my whole thing, I I think I think. That whole, the whole paranormal, that PU, <laughs> PU, uh, that idea came about because of all of the the turbulence and all of, let's dare I say, all the bitching and complaining on on MySpace back in the day, oh, right? And then carrying in the Facebook. I think that thing was a reaction of all of that type of stuff. Because let's let's be honest here. Ninety five percent of all the let's just call it what it is, all the drama you see about you see in this thing is generated on the internet, especially social media, right? That's a that's a breeding ground for it. We know the reasons why it's a breeding ground for it. So it's all it's all homegrown generated on social media, right? So I think the whole 
social, I'm sorry, paranormal P, PU, paranormal unity thing, was a reaction to that stuff where we need to unify, we need to do all this. Or I think it's just some, way, some person's way to sell more t-shirts, I guess. <laughs> it could just be simply that. I don't know. Um, I just think, yeah, different ideas are what drives this field. That's the most important thing to me, I think. And what's wrong with getting a different idea from someone else, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I do understand some people... We've seen this in academia since the beginning of time, right? Or since time immemorial, where you'll have a person who has a theory. They've written books upon books upon books on this theory, right? They take that out there. They're they're out there in the field. And then someone comes with a different idea that challenges that idea, right? And all hell breaks loose. Now it's a pissing contest, right? Uh, And the same thing I think has happened with paranormal groups, too where they have ideas or they have things in place and somebody might challenge that. Sump pump, guys. We are in a house. Wow, I wondered what that was. This is not a plush studio. There is a sump pump about 20 feet away from us. I didn't even acknowledge it. Yeah. Way to go, guys. I I like that sound better than your rambling, so I was just like, oh. What rambling are you talking about? Now, wait a minute now. Seriously, what what, what rambling is that? I'm listening to sump pump. I'm turning the fucking mic off. You guys go. Anyway, so Christopher, now that we got Scott turning the mic off again in a fit. So, okay, when you're doing investigations, what percentage of cases do you find are legit? Like where you come away going, you know what, you're, you're, you know, you're scratching your beard and like, you know what, they might have something actually going on here. Well, every case is legitimate. Every person who contacts us feels that they have a real problem. Now, what portion of those is legitimate paranormal is something different. Yeah. And as you can tell from all the paranormal shows, every case that happens is paranormal. Yeah. But, you know, uh, going back seriously, though, (laughs) here a little bit, what we find oftentimes when we go into a home, these people do have real issues, but most times than not, it might have been something that was a little bit paranormal to begin with, and then they become sensitized, and suddenly every crack, creak, moan, yep. groan is something else now that's paranormal. Not yeah. the house settling, not the sump pump going, other things. And some things are just simply misconstrued as paranormal, like the squirrels in the attic. Mm-hmm. Yep. And um, we were on a case last year, for example, that uh, this, this woman contacted us. She was out of her mind worried. She had been working with another paranormal group for quite some time. And over the time, they found out that there was a demon in their house. Of course. It went from residual haunting, intelligent spirit, demon. Next step, I guess. That's a natural progression. And she was in the process of now wanting to move and found a new place. And she was under the impression that if she tries to leave, that this thing could follow. Or it could attach itself to one of her family members' ashes and torment this person in the afterlife for all eternity. Um, And she couldn't get any more help from this one group, and she was leaving in two weeks, and she wanted some help. Um, So we were really concerned, and we had to set up her expectations there. It's like, we don't know anything really about this other group. We don't know really anything about your case, your history. You're giving us two weeks here to try to find a solution for you, and we'll do it the absolute best that we can. But, you know, if it's something high-level, like you're saying, you're you're asking a lot of us, but we'll 
we'll pull out all the stops because we understand your situation. You know, just bear with us. This takes generally longer than two weeks. So we set up uh, some time, you know, skipping through a lot of the process and just setting up something right away for that week. And we get out there and we listen to the homeowners. We listen to the clients. We start going through doing our investigation processes. And we start realizing things aren't exactly adding up to demonic. For example, at night, the bedroom, there's this little side door to the attic area that claws and bangs and things oh, pound up what? against it. Of course. And this is where the one of the where the demon supposedly rests and resides and comes out at oh, night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, me being the, the I have happy a go- demon attic. Yeah. The happy go lucky ghost hunter. Oh, oh, this is where the demon is. Well, let me get my trusty flashlight <laughs> or, you know, phone and uh, just crawl into the attic and see what's going on. And um, at first you go in and didn't see much. And then I got in a little further and I noticed that things were bunched up in this area. And lo and behold, I found the demonic nest. What? what? And there was blue jay eggs in it. Oh. <laughs> oh, and those are mean birds. They're, I mean, they're, yeah. Yeah. So what was going on was that there was a hole somewhere in their attic area. These birds were coming in, nesting at night. They're getting a little rowdy, and they're flying around, and they're banging to the walls. And, of course, the, the attic little side door. And this was part of the demonic activity. And as we're going through and looking into things, we're starting checking off one by one. Uh, and we actually ended up finding an electrical problem that was in the home, too, um, that possibly would have caused uh, um, a fire to start. So we ended up hooking her up with a master electrician, um, w- one of our older people in the group and um, that used to be in the group. And sure enough, she got the problem resolved, and they moved on, and, and we followed up, and she's living a happy life and she never moved out of that house no they ended up they were already sold they were going out but nothing followed her the blue jay stayed nothing attached to the ashes as far as when you when you talked to her about this right (coughs) you reported your findings obviously Mm -hmm. to her and said look we found what the demon was the demon right uh you reported this to her what was her reaction i'm just curious did she just accept it um Actually, she was very open to what we had to say. She, oh, was very cool. re- she was very relieved. But there comes a time when you have to understand, too, that certain clients, they'll get something in their impression, what, what's going on. And if you find evidence contrary, it can be more of a battle that way yeah. than yeah. Yeah. Well, any demonic forces. Yeah. 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 Um, but in this case, she was just relieved because she was scared to death that this thing was going to be traveling with her into the new home and that her family would continue to be tormented. And if she wasn't, then her family that passed on would be. So, well, And that's where all these, this wave of ghost hunters and these people that have been doing this, for, you know, for the, since the popularity skyrocketed, are going in and being extremely... What's the word I'm trying to think of? Um, irresponsible, which is throwing around this kind of information, saying well, terminology. Yep, it's, yeah, it, it's a demon. It's this. It's that. you know. And of course, it's it's not any of that. Uh, you're messing with their psyche. Their their this is their home. This is where they live. Now they feel like they're threatened because these people are telling them this. They they think oh they're experts. They're coming in. They're saying this. They must know. 
It's kind of similar to during the 1800s when the whole spiritualism movement happened and you had all the mediums and the fake, you know, stuff, fakery going on and taking fake spirit photos and all of this public believing it uh, unflinchingly. And you just have a bunch of people running around not really knowing what they're doing um, or blatantly knowing what they're doing and just going, whatever. I mean, a lot of these ghost groups don't charge. So it's it's not like they're saying, oh, you got a demon. And I mean, I'm sure there's been ones out there that say you got a demon and it'll be 50 bucks and we'll remove it. I'm sure that's Come happened on. to people. Oh, yeah, I know. I'd almost guarantee it's, it's it. happened. And, that, the, and you know someone's be. paid it. Which then, okay, that brings me to, so you're a practicing Catholic. What do you, what's your opinion on exorcism? Because Catholic Church practices Good that. Good question. Do you, have you ever brought an exorcist in or do you guys work with one? Um, we do have certain connections and and not just the catholic faith but other faiths as well um of people that do cleansing works and things uh because we try to work with the homeowners belief systems on how to handle situations because so much of the paranormal is related to religion Mm -hmm. and belief um least to us on a personal level uh however you know there are things that they're out there that are well beyond our explanation and some things are rather dark mm-hmm. and i don't know what your definition of a of a demon is but some of the things i've encountered i couldn't say was was or ever was human in and to, to some regard what's the most disturbing thing you've encountered that would make you kind of trigger that thought that this was inhuman um and I, don't say Scott. Well, Scott's in a category. Bonnie, of you're getting home. on my last fucking nerve tonight. <laughs> I love you, Scott. No, I'm going to turn your mic off. Chris, what were you saying, sir? Um, I, I think, I don't know if it was not human. Well, it might have been human, but not human as we know it. Um, but one of the weirdest situations we had was um, I was uh, used to help with uh, the Ohio State Reformatory, help to clean up some stuff yeah. there. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to enjoy going out with their group. We'd Spend the, Love going the, there. the day shoveling debris and sweeping and licking the lead paint off the walls <laughs> and all that good good stuff. And they go ahead. And they sorry, they'd let us have a, a little bit of time afterwards to kind of go through the place. And well, after a long day of shoveling concrete from one place to another, um, we it was probably about one o'clock in the morning. We were walking around near the wardens area mm. and. Uh, slap happy talking <laughs> stories giggling over things and i got a little bored and i walked out into the hallway see what we were coming up on and uh two of our members were in, also in the hallway going into the next room uh josh and kara uh, both very long-term members and what was dark saw them clear as day said i'm gonna follow along see what they're up to so i step into the doorway um and there's kara in the center of the room looking kind of bewildered I'm like, Kara, what you doing? And she said, well, she jumped at first. She's like, whoa. And I'm like, Kara, where's Josh? And she's like, you saw him too. I'm like, yeah, of course I saw him. You followed him in there. And she's like, he's not here. And I'm like, it's one o'clock, Kara. Stop fucking with me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. (laughs) She's like, he's not here. I came in here with him, but he's not here. Yeah, and, and I looked around. So you guys both saw it, though, like both of you guys. Mm-hmm. See that? Yeah. And um, Mm-mm. there was two doors off to the you know the other end. I'm like, he's behind the door number one or door number two. You know, this is. So I walked over there, and they were both closets, and they were both Josh free. 
And um, apparently she was following her uh, live-in boyfriend's doppelganger doppelganger into this room right behind him. Couldn't have been more than two feet directly behind the guy. I was perhaps six feet behind them. And uh, he just disappeared in midair on her. That was not a, a deceased inmate. That was not a deceased, you know, warden or officer working there. That was something else. That's wild. And um, and when two people see it and you can corroborate that, you know, where you're not like, oh, I'm, you know, just one person's like, whatever, you're just batshit. You know, I didn't see yeah. anything. And with it looking just like him, is it yeah. trying to lure her in there for some reason? Yeah. That's what we kind of wondered. And when we described the event to each other, we both agreed. You know, it was Josh. He was wearing his little beanie cap. He had his yeah. brimstone hoodie on, you know, the... And when we got finally got back to the rest of the group and found Josh, we realized he was the only one that wasn't wearing the Grimstone hoodie. Oh, wow. He was wearing a, a lighter colored shirt. And so it was somebody completely different. You know. Wow. Have they ever, did you talk to the people at Mansfield and has anyone else experienced that there? Um, I don't know if they've ever experienced Josh, well, but yeah. <laughs> not not doppelganger Josh, but maybe other doppelganger like activity. Um, I did talk to some of the people that did tours and stuff, and one of the things that they told me was that um, if I ever see a little girl, that's you know a ghost girl, do not follow the little ghost girl. Oh. There is no little ghost girls that have ever passed away in oh. in the prison. So I'm like. I'll keep that in mind. Yeah. <laughs> that would seem incredibly out of place in Mansfield. Yes. A little ghost girl. Unless it was something connected to the property before it was a prison. You never know. It would still, I mean, if you're investigating a prison and yes, you just last, randomly yeah, see a yeah. little girl walking, I don't know too many people yeah. that wouldn't be like, what the fuck? Yeah, that'd be the last <laughs> thing you'd expect. That'd be disturbing. No. No, I kind of want to go see it. No. We haven't been there in a long I'll time. Her. It's been a lot of years since we've been uh, there. You know, those prisons, a lot of those prisons were disturbing. Like, we went to Eastern State, Mansfield. Yeah. Moundsville. Moundsville. And just walking around in them, even if there isn't one single ghost walking through those halls, there's something unnerving about it, especially with the, the lights off. Yeah. yeah. Well, they they weren't happy places, no. any of these things. No. No. And uh, if you got to look for a a quiet dark place filled full of negativity and that's your thing whether you're an emo goth or a demon yeah. that might seem like a wonderful place to hang out yeah that is my thing you're not an emo goth first date <laughs> yeah <laughs> see we've already planned our first we date we got a love connection here on the show <laughs> I mean you mentioned something a few minutes ago Chris uh, I, I, you know the definition of what a demon might be like what you know and I'm I'm sure we all have our own pictures in our mind or uh, our own mental. Yeah, yeah, Chris, congratulations! You kicked the table. Yay, <laughs> Thank you. you. Uh, Earthquake. Uh, you know, I think people. That, that's an interesting idea to me. I guess because we all think in our minds have this definition of what a demon may look like or what what evil looks like. Um, I, I want to ask you. I mean, what's your, what? Do you, what is your definition of what a demon may be? Like, what? What? What do you think? I mean, evil may be. If you had to visualize it, I guess. I mean, and if that's a deep, too deep of a question, just tell me to piss off. I understand, but piss off. No. Okay. Uh, <laughs> All right. I'm just turning the mic up. No, 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 Scott. Um, I think there's a lot of evil that's out there. Um, mostly by what man does to other man. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh um, yeah. I. 
I think there there very well is some dark things out there as well that isn't man related, and I I could envision these things being very happy for what we do to each other on a daily basis. Oh, I'm sure. Um, some of the things you know that we've encountered um, like that, uh, I think de- demons can come in many forms. I think evil can come in many forms. Um, you know, I, I I try not to think too much about it, um, but I also think there's a lot of quirky things out there that's not necessarily your classical demon and not necessarily yeah. your deceased individual. Um, you know, whether Josh was a demon or not, it might have been Josh, but maybe it was yeah. Josh from the future yeah. popping in yep. there, or Josh from another universe yep. popping in there. Because anyone who did dives deep enough into ghosts and and spirits and paranormal then starts looking around and they see cool things like string theory and quantum entanglement and m theory and then you 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 start reading about things like that and then you start to hearing um uh like uh the anti-de-sitter confirmational theories and and stuff and you start looking at hyper planes and how the universe is shaped and they look like mandelas which are hindu uh yeah, buddhist that's, yeah, that's uh, type trippy. patterns yeah. which deal with uh which is their interpretation of the universe but also how a dreamer self sees themselves and then everything kind of goes inside out on it and um you know you realize that the universe is both bigger and into in, infinitely smaller than you ever imagined so uh, in a way everything is connected and um could that could that demon just simply be something else out there in the cosmos or other cosmos and so forth coming through or or maybe even just yourself being reflected in some negative aspect who knows mm-hmm. oh no that's deep thank you i've been practicing <laughs> i i think people I, one of the problems i think we have in the field is just that and i mean we talked about it, it came up a few minutes ago was this idea that I think the term demon especially is one even now that's thrown around uh, very haphazardly, yes, I think. very uh, much so. I think people with, with less experience uh, are quick to judge, let's say, right? They, they'll go somewhere and determine in a couple of minutes, and I've seen this happen before, like, oh, there's undoubtedly a demon here. And I'm like, well, what the, how do you even know what the hell a demon is? <laughs> well, it's not even necessarily people with less experience because there was a show for quite a while there that had a demon almost every episode. Well, that's pure sensationalism, though. Yes, I know. We but know I that. think that's where the but they random it. throwing yes. out of, oh, you have a demon, that's where it all came from. We all know that people emulate or try to emulate what they see on TV, even though it's not always the right thing to do. Yeah. But when every time you watch this show, oh my God, there's a demon. You go into a house, what are you going to do? Oh my God, there's a demon. I think when it comes down to... Not everyone can pick up the phone and call Lorraine Warren and say, hey, come get rid of this for me on TV. Well, and and speaking of getting rid of stuff, with with Chris, with you being such a gadget guy, there's that ghost lab or whatever that show is where the guys, like, make a contraption to catch ghosts. Have you seen that one? And if you haven't... Ghostbusters 1, 2, or the remake. Right? (laughs) Have you seen the remake? The remake was horrible. No, there really is... um, God, what is it called? It's It's not Ghost Ghost Lab. 
It's called Ghost Lab. I know what you're talking about. It might. I don't remember. It's horrible that I can't think of it. But they make a contraption at every show. They assess. They assess the hunting, and they decide what they're gonna create, what type of um, box. I, I don't know. It's the weirdest thing ever. And they then they're firmly convinced that you know we got it. It's trapped in the box. Now, have you? So being a gadget guy, have you ever since since the Dawn of time, now 20 years, right? You've been doing this. Have you had gadgets gone bad where you're like, you know what, this is stupid and it doesn't do anything for the paranormal? Have you ever thrown anything away out of your your ghost hunting gadget bag? It's Ghost oh. Asylum. Oh, Ghost Asylum. Oh, I thought it was Ghost Lab. No, it's Ghost Asylum. There is a Ghost Lab, but it's uh, Ghost Asylum that Okay. every week, like, I, I, I'm not even joking. I, John Tenney told us about this show, Ghost Asylum, and he made it sound so entertaining that I went home and power watched an entire season. It's by far the most ridiculous and hilarious thing I've ever seen. And I would like you to go home and watch it. Yeah, if you haven't seen it, being a tech guy like you are, you need to watch a couple yeah. episodes and report back. I, I'll be perfectly honest. I think I might have seen one paranormal show, one episode, um, in the last five years mm-hmm. of anything. You're better for it. And I'm on, honestly, I'm in the same boat you are, Chris. I, I generally I do just it. don't watch. And part of it okay. is it, it it's turned into this, I'm going to outdo circus. you and yeah. I got to mm-hmm. get better ratings. And whenever you, you, you're now tying ratings into, yeah. you know, the paranormal and research, you're, you're going to start to get biased. And I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not saying one group's bad or another group's bad. Yeah. They all, they all have their good points, their bad points, I'm sure. Um, but I think, you know, we have to maybe if instead of unifying around paranormal unity, we should unify around paranormal discovery or, or um, some other area. Because when we start, you know, I think time and time again, we start sacrificing truth for sensationalism, as I mentioned to Scott. Oh, God, yeah. Um, and oftentimes methodology for belief mm-hmm. and people start thinking that these certain things are real or not real or um this is how it should be done or how it needs to be done and giving people the false impression of either security or not being secure or being in a dangerous situation and it's really does a disservice at that point then to the paranormal community as a whole and so when i watch a show it tends to be for entertainment purposes only Mm -hmm. this would be yeah And, and occasionally you know there are some good people. Don't get me wrong. There's some cool people out there, and there's you know some really neat things that are going on in those shows. But I don't think they focus properly on what needs to be focused there. No. So I mean, you, you get a good history of places sometimes if they've even yeah. done the history right. So you get that part of it that's kind of hard to mess up. We've been told that they're really nice guys um, by people that actually did an episode with them, but. Um, yeah, I want you to watch it because I have not watched a paranormal show and I couldn't tell you how long. And John Tenney told us about it. And I was like, just his description, if you ever get the chance, ask him to describe the show <laughs> because I can't do it justice. I cannot. But his description was so spot on and hilarious that I was like, I have to watch it. I have to. And I thought, okay, it's going to be just like every other show. Because I'm not going to lie, I think I've seen one episode of Ghost Hunters, maybe a half a show of Paranormal State. Like, I couldn't. 
I watched the first episode of this show. And when I was done, I was like, oh, my God, I have to see what they do next. Not because I wanted to know if they caught anything. I just wanted to hear their explanation for why. So I really want you to watch it. Yeah, you need to. For you, Bonnie. Yeah. <laughs> so Date get, two. So getting back to the, to the gadgets gone bad, have you, have you thrown anything to the wayside? Oh, I, I throw things to the wayside like, regularly. I mean, but, you know, as a ghost hunter, we're kind of like, I don't know what exactly works. So we'll just throw things at the, at the paranormal dartboard and hope that something sticks. And maybe it's IR cameras. Maybe it's UV cameras. Maybe it's EMF or uh, low vibrational frequencies and all kinds of things. And, you know, because we don't really most of the time don't know where to look. And... Yeah, you know, there's stuff out there that some is good and can be kind of interesting and some can be bad. And the ones that get me is the ones that um, people put a high reliance on based on it not being a very quality instrument. Mm -hmm. You know, it's this is creating a lot of static, but I get EVPs all the time in this. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because you have a lot of static. It's it's in your matrixing that stuff out usually too, so... Um. So, you know, I, I'm constantly trying to look and understand the equipment and see what really works. And I tend to try to avoid things like apps where it's mm. mysterious programming based on quantum yeah. fields that will detect the presence of ghosts near Yeah, because how is your programmed app going to do that from your phone? And how you know they're not programming the ghosts in? Yes. So There you go. I mean, there, there there's always concerns there. And there are people, whether it's good, bad, or indifferent like during the first spiritualist movement there was people writing on secret slates and sliding Mm -hmm. them up places and stuff to pretend to give messages from dead you know there was mumbler who was doing double exposures or long exposures to have his little assistant come out in a white sheet or other things 19th century photoshop yeah 19th century photoshop and there's people like that today you know in in the mediumship business um in the, the gadget business in all the businesses, whenever there's someone that's vulnerable, there's going to be someone that's going to be there to take advantage of yeah. them. And I'm not saying all of them. By all means, I've seen some really great individuals come out of this. But you just have to be careful. And if there's something I can't understand or or get behind or really know why it works or how it works, I try to put it aside and work with the stuff that I do know because then I can at least say, well... Um, this came out to be 2.7 da 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 I know that nothing in this frequency range should exist or whatever but I have at least some some information behind it that I can say I'm on the right track because it's not supposed to be that way mm-hmm. or uh, different or unique than how it's it operates by well and you know how the equipment works because I think when I first started ghost hunting a few of the people on our team we had EMF detectors like just your cheap cell sensors and they're waving them around everywhere and they're, sometimes they're putting them by, like, actual electric sockets and stuff. And they're like, it's going to red. There's a ghost over here. We weren't Southern, but that's the voice I give idiots. <laughs> so, oh, I've waited. Sorry. Sorry about anybody in the Bible Belt. Sorry. 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 Okay. Uh, there is a ghost over here. It's going to red. Does that, does that sound better? There's a ghost over here. Okay, British people. Now you just insulted British people. We're going to try and alienate here. the world in this one show. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, mate, there's a ghost over here. Oh, my God, right, go Scott's ahead. accents. Right, go so, 
Anyway, I just find that there's Gia, so people... there's a ghost over here. Oh, Excellent, Smithers. Smithers. We're so going to need drops of that, by the way. Go ahead, go ahead. But they don't know how to use their equipment. And they're just waving around. Oh, my God. I quit. I quit. I quit. I am totally done now. People don't know how to use their equipment, and they foolishly wave it around. And just because the little gadget's going into the red, they think there's a ghost. Okay. And there are a lot of men with that same problem as well. Educated men like Chris know otherwise. So we need more Chris's. That's the point of the whole entire yes. show. We all need to because replicate. Because he can't duplicate marry Chris. all of us. No. Can we 3D hey, can, print yeah. you? Can we 3D print Chris? Mm. Can we do that? I want a 3D Does printed it, Chris. Will it 3D print DNA? Uh, no, but I'll send you, you my action figure. You can work on that. <laughs> we, wait, oh, we have a, I want a Chris action figure. I do figure. too. Bullshit. Yeah. You don't have one. Yes. You have, a, you have an action make figure. Make one. Make one. Make one. So uh, I don't think everyone should be like Chris, number one. <laughs> Uh, but I think there's a lot of things that we can learn from from each other. And I think there's a lot of things that we can learn simply by opening up that little piece of paper that's called an instruction manual that comes with stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And taking the time to, to do some reading and, and learning and growing and understanding the stuff on how it's intended to be used and then applying it to the paranormal world. Because if we don't know how it operates in the normal world, then Lord help us when we try to take it in a, into places where things don't behave as they Right. They really should. And, you know, I'm a big advocate of know your equipment, know your environment, you know, know what you're doing. And then when shit hits the fan, so to speak, um, then at least you have all that background behind you. And then you can apply those experience and that knowledge and, and try to get your mind around something that's probably much bigger than yourself. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, well, shit hits the fan. Yeah. <laughs> I, there is something to be said about that, and I, I mean, and a technical field. You, you, you know, when you're buying gadgets or you're using gadgets and whatnot, I, I see this all the time from people. Just with musical equipment, people just buy stuff and rack it up and go nuts, right? And I'm like, and I'm like, okay, this is powerful stuff, and I can blow it up if I don't use it correctly. And I've seen it happen over and over again with people. And I always get made fun of for that stuff nowadays, really. I mean, and I've been doing it for years, right? But people will be like, oh, you know, I'll actually have a manual for something that I'm like, well, I'm reading through. They're like, what are you looking at the manual? Just turn it on. I'm like, yeah, this is like a thousand dollar piece of equipment. <laughs> I want to make sure I know how to use it. I mean, it's not just turn it on and go. And I think and that goes exactly with a lot of, I mean, it's, I think it's even more cru- crucial when you're studying the paranormal and you're trying to use gadgets for that because yeah if you don't know what you're looking at you don't know what the you know the data you're getting you know if you don't know how to turn the data into information right you just know you just well there's the numbers and you don't understand that well what's it worth what's the point of even using something like that if you don't know how it operates you know what i'm saying uh i've seen that over and over again with people and uh, yeah you're right just why don't you just open up a manual and just read the manual and, and understand how it actually works. I think people like gadgets and they like to play with gadgets. And sometimes I think they don't really want to understand. They just want to use them. No, they just want to see the pretty lights. Well, yeah, but I, I think it's just a matter of that. I mean, one of the things I have been very vocal about over the years with, with the paranormal is I'm like, why is this turning into golf? <laughs> I mean, seriously, you follow what I'm saying? It seems like we go to conventions back in the day, and there would be booths set up with you know, and there and I think it's totally cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's people literally saying, "Well, you'll get results with this," 
much like a golf game. Like you got to use this particular five iron or you're not going to have a good game at all. Right. And I've, and I actually heard people use that kind of terminology and put things in that type of light when it comes to studying the paranormal. I'm like, what? how do you even know? You have no idea what you're talking about right now. You don't even know selling this product, what you're looking for. I don't think. Right. Absolutely, unless you're using the Orb One data logging trigger object by Gribstone Technology. No. <laughs> no, but nice and I'm not pointing plug. the finger. I'm not pointing the finger at you, Chris. Obviously. Oh, I know. But no, absolutely. It's, it's been proven just in the short time you've been on here that you understand how these machines work, right? I, I, I but I have seen people use these gadgets that, and you, like you said, they have not read the instructions. They just go out haphazardly and and wait for the blinking light to come on and think, well, that's a ghost. And, I mean, we both know it is not nearly in a million years that simple. Uh, That's why I don't like using gadgets myself. I think they're very interesting. But I've, over the years, have, with my approach to the, the rare time we get to go out and do something now, I simply bring a camera and a flashlight and maybe my, you know, my handheld recorder. And that, those are my tools. I'm not shooting down anybody out there, or you, Chris, also. No, no, no. Uh, I'm not shooting down the use of gadgets. But I've come to accept and love and learn the fact that if there's going to be something that happens, I just want to experience it and see it with my own eyes and digest it with my own gray matter, right? The gray matter is the best tool that you can have. Yeah, yeah. Um, being able to, you know, observe um, – being able to focus there, um, your brain is your most powerful tool, hands down, in an investigation that you know is is allowing you to absorb everything with your senses, but yeah. also all the experiences that you have, and being able to put this into some type of logical order. Um, gadgets can be okay for auxiliary stuff, you know, because the fact of the matter is, our minds are fallible. Mm-hmm. We don't always remember things the way they truly happen and our point of view is not always the correct point of view yeah so it's it's nice to have something subjective that can give you some answers but if you don't know what that or, or something objective to give you some feedback and so confirmation, use it as a, it's, a, it's used as a tool then it's a it, tool it, it's a tool yeah and but you know you need to understand how to operate the tool thank you yeah that's that's the issue there that and i you know and i'll and going on what i said I said this when you got here earlier. I'm like, I'm getting lazy in my old age, Chris. I'm just, I'm getting lazy. And that's why I have, I think, just gotten to that point where, no, I, I shouldn't put it all on that. I just got to a point with studying this stuff and going out and, and seeing if there's anything out there that if something's going to happen, I'm just going to see it. I'm not going to, I'm not going to, I mean, again, I'm not shitting on this idea at all. If I see something, I'm going to see it with my own eyes. I'm not going to have any evidence to back it up, but it's going to be mine. Mm-hmm. And that's all I care about now, right? Uh, however, given that, I think it's very important for the scientific end, the technology end, to keep working on things like you're doing, right? Because there are groups of people, like that, with people like yourself, that do want to back it up with some evidence, which is very important. There's just the hippies like me that's just like, yeah, man, I just want to see something, man. Right. Well, well, people go into this for different reasons, Scott, and your your reasons just as good as anyone others. Yeah. But when we're dealing with like clients and things that are looking for evidence and proof, then it's hard for me just to go, "Well, I saw that thing and yeah. it was really scary." Right. Yeah. And, and they'll, they'll you can't, yeah, yeah, you can't yeah, do you that can't, absolutely. Yeah. And 
but to be able to give them some type of additional validation is helpful. Um, and, and again, it just goes to what you're looking for. If you want to go out and see, like, the you know, you talk to MPI and the USS Edson and, and have your own personal encounters there and go on it, absolutely. Mm-hmm. You know, go there, sit there quietly, listen, observe, you know, experience things. Um, you know, you can have so many encounters and so many life things that just leave you, you know, kind of wondering, wow, the universe is so much bigger and greater and and more awesome than I even imagined just, you know, spending a night on a quiet ship or the one that bangs louder than the yeah. table when you kick it here. Um, <laughs> but, um, you know, it, it's all your, your preference and what you want to hope to, and, yeah, and to yeah, get out of yeah, things here. Yeah, and totally. it's better to at least be true to yourself and what you want to get out of there than trying to force fit yourself into, I'm going to go through 200 hours of yeah. uh, film footage and or whatnot because if you're not into that well you're not it's gonna, just going to drag you down that and you're not going to i mean you may miss something too because yep. you're just burned out that you get through a cup and we've all done that we've been through hours of tapes and uh film whatever it might be uh and you it starts to you, you get a lot of, you just start to burn out i know i've just been like okay this all looks the same to me man i can't take this anymore Our, it all sounds the same to me man the, i can't take this anymore the paranormal rabbit hole is infinitely deep and there is so many side branches along the way that if you're going to go down every single angle as far as each one goes you are going to get burnt out because you're human you're an individual here yeah. well maybe not you scott you're up there in the demigod i know type region i but, wish somebody would uh, thank you for acknowledging that because you're the only person that has and he's the only one that will so oh, you got one but anyhow um I'm just a man chris i'm just a man yes and we can only explore so far before you do get burnt out yeah that's right it's true uh that's and i know that's that i did burn out myself and that's why i'm like you know i'm just gonna do this for me I just want to go for me and see what happens. And I, and I find it more fulfilling now. But, I, I, again, that's just my side of the thing. I just want to see – I throw both those sides out. Um, someday I really I, – I would like to maybe sit down and get more into the gadget side of it again. Because, I mean, at one time it's all, I was all about it. We were messing around with all kinds of things. We were going to flea markets and buying old beat-up radios and trying to generate tones and do all kinds of crazy we stuff. We also had stuff sent to us. Yeah, we had, we had a lot of neat things sent to us by people that just built stuff. I remember your brilliant microphone, and let me tell still you... Still have it. Still have it. It's on the other side jealous. of this wall. Still jealous, just saying. Still have it on and the other side of this the, wall. We got yeah. that, one of our weirder EVPs with that thing. We did? Yeah, from Second mm-hmm. Impression. The, we did, I'm yeah. not happy. I'm not yeah, happy. Yeah, we did get that. Yeah, yeah, we still have that. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very interesting one. So the tech stuff... Um, Especially the homegrown stuff like you're doing, right? Where you're just building this with your own knowledge and your own time and your own dime, so to say, right? Yeah. Uh, that's what really fascinates me is, you know, this is stuff that's being built from the ground up. Uh, and I, I encourage people to do that. Everybody should be out there trying that. And that's, again, that drives the idea, what we said before, of different ideas. Everybody should be trying their own things out there. Absolutely. Super important. Uh and not just grappling on to the Radio Shack hack or whatever, whatever it was. That's pretty old hat now. The Radio Shack hacks, God, that's got to be like a ten-year-old idea now, isn't it? Well, well, well Radio Shack's not even around, really? so yeah. Are they out of business now completely? Yeah. Are they yeah. totally? They totally tanked, huh? God, what, what an era! The end of an era. Because we were just talking about that the other night. Like, there's my little thing over here that's got three gazillion different like converters and adapters, and like people are blown away. Like, oh my God, you got like an adapter for everything. I'm like, well, 
we did this show for so many years and we just kind of collected this stuff and bought it over the years to make stuff work. And Radio Shack, if you're anybody out there, if you, old school Radio Shack back in the day, not in the last 10 years, that was the place to go to when you needed a gadget. When you were trying to build a gadget, you were trying to do something, you were at Radio Shack. And it seemed at one time that place, can, you know, and this ties right in with what we were talking about, that seemed to be the place. Like they actually had knowledgeable people there, like that knew that understood electricity. They understood things like that, and they could tell you what you needed to make something. Uh, in the last ten years, I think it's been like basically cell phones. They're just trying to sell there. <laughs> that's that's all I ever saw there. And that, so they are totally out of business now, huh? I, I believe so. God, what a bummer, dude! That totally that totally just cooks me out. There was something comforting with the fact that you could go to your corner store and get a two hundred and twenty ohm resistor anytime you wanted to. Yeah. And that for, for the people, the gadget people, that's that was the play, that was the only place. To, I'm sure there was some mom and pop shop, shops around that had, did the same sort of thing, but Radio Shacks were all over the place at one time. You could get to one usually within a couple of minutes, especially in this area where we're at. Uh, it was great, and yeah, and that's where we lived at starting this show up back in the day. We were there every single weekend trying to figure out ways to do things, and they were helping us out. So it's kind of a sad thing. Sorry, we were in the weeds there with that thing, but kind of bums me out to hear that thing go so yeah why am, why am i getting looked at now again? I, I was just staring at you i'm getting you. the goofy look now did i go I off was at, just staring at am you. i rambling is pure, sensitive she tonight. was admiring your beauty your demi-godness my demi-godness yeah she was admiring your word? naked no. face is that a word no demi-godness no i and made it up there we go in another world well come on together. you're the ones prepared what's the next question for chris we're going to grill. I thought we were just doing the grill session on Chris no, tonight. That's all I got. Well, that's all you got? Yeah. Except, okay, are there still issues within the paranorm, paranormal community? What? And We just talked you? about that. No, this I did not specifically ask this on my piece of paper. Okay. The biggest issue, we've obviously talked about all the issues with the paranormal, but is there one that still seems to be a standout one with you that you would like to eradicate? Like, like a... Like a bug. Mm-hmm. Like squeeze, a bug. Squeeze, 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 squeeze. <gasps> Bonnie. Bonnie, your mic's off. That's it. <laughs> Bonnie is out of the game. It's from being Chris. on the highway. Um, it's the Chris, Amber, and Scott show. Turn Go. my mic on. No, I'm turning your mic on. No, fuck you. No, we're done. Chris, what are you saying? Uh, your mic's back on, Bonnie. Thank you. For me, if there's an issue, it's the always the the, the human element, the bias that we put into yeah, from yeah. our own belief yeah. systems, trying to find explanations, which were, you know, the evidence can all point one way, but gosh darn it, I can see a smiley face in this thing. Yep. Um, we need to be able to, to start putting our personal thoughts and opinions aside at times and our, our backgrounds, our beliefs, yeah. and, and follow the evidence. And if that's the only thing that I would say is, is my paranormal pet peeve. That's a good one, though, because with all the stuff that circulates on social media, recently there was a picture going around where there was this guy standing behind this. The girl this, in the yes, truck. In the, yeah. yeah. It was so obviously photoshopped. Mm-hmm. It was painful. But yet I saw comment after comment of people, oh, my God, that's so scary. Oh, my God, what would they? Uh, uh, that's the only sound I hear. I think I po- saw it. Shared by someone on my timeline oh, yeah. at least forty oh, yeah. times. It kept mm-hmm. popping up here, and I'm just like, and finally, and someone even, um, one of my friends, like Marty, even sent it to me. She's like, "What do you think about this?" And I was like, "It's totally fake. It's so fake." And it's it's amazing that eyes nowadays with with all the technology we see all the time, 
the the eye cannot see that right away as a fake. But when you know Photoshop or like Chris and many of us in the ghost world that understand photography, you you recognize it right away. But mm. it's hard to remove yourself from. No, you know, I can't imagine what I I can't imagine being stupid. I guess that's the only way I can put it. And we just alienated all. I did. No, I, that sounds bad, but I can't I, I can't imagine you know you and people the smart people know what I'm talking about. Oh my god. I know what you're talking about, Amber. <laughs> Everyone in this room knows what I'm talking about. I can't step away because I know too much. So I can't look at it through fresh eyes. Well, you eyes. can't forget what you know. That's what that's I think that's what the idea is. Is you can't forget what you know. And I think it's frustrating to see people Oh my God! They freak out over something, and you've Amber. You've got a lot more years of experience in this. You've seen a lot more stuff than people that are obviously more green yeah. to this yeah, stuff. Some, yeah, right? exactly. Like there's, uh, I have a lot of brand new people when I do talks and stuff come up, and they they got that photo, or they got to show me something on their phone, and I'm just like, oh, it's really nice. Oh, it could, who knows? Could be something. I don't know. You know, it's just like I'm not gonna crush their little bubble. It's not what I'm there for. I'm just Doug always had the best response. What to did that, he say? Always. What did Papa it, Doug say? <laughs> Papa, Papa Doug. Doug. He would always just say, you know, something along the lines. I'm paraphrasing here because I can never be Doug like. Um, uh, what does it mean to you? Oh, that's, yeah, that's a good one. That's what it would always be. That's what he said all the time. Was after every photo. What, what does it mean to you? Every photo we saw. Like, it was awesome. Um, if you feel that that's Aunt Martha, yep. that and that it comforts you to think that that's Aunt Martha, then go with that. Yep. No, and he used to say that, and I mean, really, that's a beautiful way to look at it too. I it mean, is. what what does it mean to you? Well, everybody in the you, everyone in the paranormal has a, but, has a different perspective, well, and, and I, everyone I, does. But there, let's admit, we know some people that absolutely thrive. On shutting people down when it comes to certain things. Well, like, oh, look at this picture. And it's, oh, you're a fucking idiot and this is why. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. You don't have to crush people like that. I think it, it, it's there. that's one side of it. But I think also some people thrive on the idea that someone's coming to them for advice. Oh, like, yeah. Like they're a, like they're a higher... They're 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 much more intelligent when it comes to something. So people, I mean, and you know, it, and I'm only saying this just as an observation. But I mean, that's the whole basis for. Were you making drinks, Amber? No, Sarah's good. Oh, okay. We got Sarah coming in. I think that's the whole basis for for. I mean, psychics, right? And I mean, I've I've said this before on the show, and I'll just let it fly. I've noticed that a lot of psychics I come in contact with have. Some some very consistent traits. Number one is they like to be the center of everything. In a conversation, they're always trying to pull the, the attention back to them. I'm not saying this in a negative light. I'm just it's an observation. Number two, they gotta one up you. Like you know, well, hey, I painted my my man. I oh my god, I was just working on this thing. Oh my god, I worked twice as hard as you. I mean, I, and again, this is just an observation. I'm not like catting, being catty about things, right? Um, I've seen people in the field that with going back to the whole picture thing, right? Let's. Some people I think are very excited about the fact that people come to them and say, "Oh my god, you know, hey Amber, let's not be disruptive or anything." I'm not. Oh my god. Uh, I think some people do like that idea of, well, here, what's this picture? What do you think about, what do you think that this is? 
right? And I think some people just enjoy that. Like, well, what I would think this is, their voice goes down a couple of, mm-hmm. of I where I've always loved Doug's response going back to that, right? Because Doug, I, I know we all know Doug, and we've all, we all grew up together now, and we know that when Doug would say something like that, as in, well, what does it mean to you, right? It's nothing I can say is gonna is. I mean, what do I know? Right. That's what Doug's saying, uh, and that's really I think that's the way to look at this thing too. I don't know what this is, but it's I also mean, I don't need to fucking crush you. Yeah, I don't. Well, yeah, it's 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 both sides. What's it? What's it for you? Which comes back to what I said earlier. It's just you know. I think a lot of people should be doing this more for themselves too. I think, even though I th- again we're on the idea of technology and and evidence and things like that, but I think there should still be an element of 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 selfishness. Let's say it, selfishness in this. Where I'm doing this for me too. I want to learn something. I want to experience something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and the and the evidence thing is just a whole different piece of that. Uh, I think they there there's a healthy marriage between the two, but I do think. I like the idea of just going out there and it try and just trying to just live. <laughs> it's a very hippie way of looking at things. It's not the hard empirical idea of of data and math. But I think they do have a marriage though. You follow what I'm saying? I think go ahead, Chris. Unless you're subscribing to an Eastern philosophy, you only have one life to live. And thus it should be about yourself. You know, as yeah. much as possible. Go out there, experience the world. Yeah, Skydive, yeah. scuba dive, go to climb a mountain, yeah, yeah. go places you don't see. Dive into the paranormal. Dive into life because, you know, at the end, there all that's left is the paranormal, mm-hmm. what's on the other side of the veil. So, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, we just have to always, you know, just seek our own personal truths. Yeah. I think, and I again, I think it's just that marriage, though. I mean, I... I'm out. In the, I guess I'm in hippie land nowadays with this whole thing, um, but I think there should still be that idea of. And I know that's one. Think back, Chris, when you got into this. What eighteen forty seven, eighteen thirty seven? What, what year was that? That you were right. It was eighteen thirty seven, but 18- it was but it was BC. BC. <laughs> um, I mean, let's let's dive into this. Why did you get into this, Chris? I mean, I, I, it's a hard, it's a, it's a ridiculous question to ask, but I'm curious now. We're going, we're going to this direction, so let's go with it. What pulled you into this field? What, what made? Was it a sense of wonder? I mean, I'm melting down. Go. What got me into the yeah, yeah. into this field had nothing to do with ghosts. I did have a couple weird little childhood things, but what really happened was, oh, good, we're going down Chris's memory lane here. This is going to come off wackadoo but that's okay um i like wackadoo (laughs) i like that word third date third date (laughs) way back when the earth's crust was cooling before my wife and i became uh, you know an official couple uh we used to communicate all the time over the internet we were like one of the original internet couples yeah i know hot clicking on that commodore 64 oh yeah no um but um, we we talked all the time. We shared everything. And one time I got to visit her. Uh, well, we actually met up. Um, I was out on a trade show. And um, she came. She visited. She fell asleep. And as we were, she had been driven eight hours and 
got into a car accident as well. So she was really tired and we were talking and she just kind of fell asleep. And uh, I wondered what she was dreaming about. And suddenly I was no longer in the room with her. I was in pitch black darkness and certain things started coming into view as I was freaking out because I couldn't see my hands. I'm like, okay, my optic nerves are now severed. This is not a good place to be. (laughs) Um, I was standing, so let's not trip over anything. You know, play it calm. But then I started seeing things in the dark that I realized weren't in the room to begin with and came to the conclusion that, oh, I must be seeing what she's dreaming. And then I suddenly had that feeling of, oh, I'm imposing on places I shouldn't be. And suddenly I was back in the room again and she's still sleeping. And it freaked me out. And I ended up sitting down and drawing pictures and writing all the stuff that came to me. And when she woke up, she felt really bad that she fell asleep. And we started talking again. I was like, oh, by the way, while you were sleeping, did you happen to dream about this? And she's like, yeah, why'd you ask? I'm like, oh, no reason. I changed the topic. And we talked some more. And be like, and in your dream, did you have this? And she's like, yes. And I'd freak out and change the topic. And after the third time, she's like, what's going on, Chris? Did I talk in my sleep? And... I showed her the stuff that I drew and wrote. And she said, you saw what I was dreaming, but you didn't see it from how I saw it. That's That's, that's wackadoodle. So that's, that's wackadoodle. Cool. I like <laughs> it, though. I don't think it's wackadoodle yeah. at all. Um, and suddenly I realized that the whole universe was a, a vastly yeah. bigger, weirder place than I've ever imagined in that bit. And again, that whole scientist part of me kicked in and said, well, how does this happen, Chris? And I was like, I gotta go find figure that out into the rabbit hole. Yep, and down I went. Yep, twenty years later. So it was just a thought. You were just sitting there, and you just started to. I was actually standing up, and suddenly I was someplace else. That's when you wonder how, like, how what triggered that. You know, is it just because you and her have that connection on some level somehow, and like, yep, she's the one. We have that, and pfft, yep, uh, that's has that ever happened since? Um. I know for a fact it's happened one more time, but it wasn't with her. Hmm. And it wasn't my doing. I, it was uh, someone paid me a visit in my dream. That's happened to you too, huh? Yes, and I caught them. <laughs> like someone intentionally was coming into your dream? Yep. Like malicious or just to say, mm. hey, what's going on? I don't Want to have a sandwich? I just, I was dreaming. Want to have a sandwich? <laughs> you know, That's I'm, what I'm Amber dreaming, comes in. My, doing my own little thing there, you know, Singing in a nightclub, whatever, who knows? And he was stripping. Okay, I was right. All right, it was me. I invaded his dream. (laughs) And fourth date. And suddenly, I felt like something was off, and I was like, "What's going on here?" And next thing I know, I saw someone kind of just slip out of nothing in my dream, and this was an individual. And I'm like, "You're not supposed to be here." And I woke up, forced myself awake. Was it someone you knew? Yes. And I confronted Um, them about this. And what did they say? Were they guilty? What did they say? Um, I'm like, so, um, we'll call him Chuck. Okay. I'm like, so Chuck, um, anything interesting happened Tuesday? And he's like, oh, you mean when I went into your dream? What? And I was like, what? No. <laughs> what? Yes, he brought it up. I did not question him on it, and it, it flipped me out. So he was. That's, Isn't that like Freddy Krueger stuff? It seemed like Freddy Krueger like stuff. I like it. So. I'm Scott, so you, trying you to invade everyone's dreams tonight. What's let's, that? Let's, okay, group activity tonight. 
Dream Invasion. Dream Warriors. We'll play the Dakin song. Yes. Dream Warriors. Yeah. <laughs> so, Scott, do you remember that night that I woke up screaming? Do you remember that? And you had to like start, well, you had to wake me up because I was going, yeah, How long ago was that? Couple, couple years, two, three years ago. I don't remember that. You don't remember? I don't remember it now. What, what? So, okay, there was one of the weirder dreams I've ever had. Talk about it now I remember. I don't... And I was in the dream. I was, I was in my bed. Everything in the dream was the same perspective as it is in reality. So this is what made it seem so extra real. Like, what? You know, it wasn't like... You know how when you dream and if you're in your own room, there's something weird? Like, there's yeah. a turret coming out of your room or something? It's, there's always something weird and messed up. And um, Anyway, so all of a sudden, in the dream, I wake up. And the bedroom door is cracked open like it normally is. There's a light coming in from the hallway. And all of a sudden, this guy just steps into the room. And he's got on, like, like a bomber jacket. Mm. He's sort of just looking in the room like he's not, like, he's just as surprised to be there. And the funny part was, is he had, like, a big gulp. So that's what I, that's where everything <laughs> Every dream I have has some done. element of stupidity to it. It was but, done. Yeah. yeah. So he, but he had like he was holding like a, a cup, like it looked like a McDonald's cup or something. And oh, he, he said just, it was a big gulp. Now you get now big gulp McDonald. I don't know, whatever. Um, and so, but he's he starts walking into the room, and he's kind of like getting this grin on his face, like I'm not supposed to be here. And I start looking at him, and I just. Because I'm, I just start going, oh, 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 because it felt so real. Right. I was like, someone is walking into the room. And then Scott woke me up, and I was like, but then I looked, and the door was in the same perspective. There was a light coming. I mean, everything was the same. It was so eerie, and I can still see it. Like, it's a perfect memory, and it's not just how most dreams get fuzzy and fade away. And I feel like that someone. Some, something walked into my dream that night, and, and he didn't do it intentionally, but something weird happened there. And he was like, oh, boy. Like, I don't know what it was, but that was weird. I'm going to have to ask everyone to, like, dream with clothes on tonight. Okay. Because I don't want to see any of you naked, okay. and I'm invading all your dreams. Yes. Just so you know. Fourth date. <laughs> no, I already said that's the fifth date. Oh, we're on date five. Stripping. So that's an interesting idea, though. Um because I never thought about dreams like that, honestly, Chris or I, Amber. Me either. I never, I never thought about um, somebody actually entering. Now, I, I told the story on this show years ago about a friend I worked with, who, and it's more of a nicer uh, idea of this uh, guy I worked with uh, got cancer and he ended up passing away, and it was a sad day at work. We're all like, "Oh man, Bill was a really cool guy." Um, and I remember that night, I, I know, crashed out, sleeping. And it was just, for me, I remember the dream I had. I was in just like a hospital, like a hallway, like just the very sterile-looking hospital, like the way they look, you know, and like the ER, right? Very just white and sterile-looking. And I was standing there, and I could even hear the sounds of a hospital, like just people talking in the background, like PAs going off, things like that. And I looked, and then next thing I know, there was my friend Bill just standing there and bill the reason this guy had an effect on me he, he was very interested in the paranormal also and he actually would come to my desk and ask me questions about the stuff we were working on and he was very interested and he would bring pictures in the show and the stuff that he took and so he was really into this stuff also and all the dream was i remember was just him appearing and he looked at me and he just was smiling just you know a very soft kind smile like just and i, and I, I remember saying like hi bill 
and he didn't say anything. He just sat there and smiled. And it, but I could just tell it was a comforting type thing. It wasn't. It wasn't scary like you know something like Amber saying that's a disturbing. That's kind of hard to deal with. Well, that was someone she didn't know. Yeah, but I didn't. I didn't fly out of bed freaking out about that. I was. I just kind of woke up and said, "Oh well," and I do believe that Bill. We were all bummed out. We missed our friend, you know. And I think it was just his way of going, "Hey, man, uh, I'm okay. I'm okay. I'm all right, dude. Don't worry about things. Just you know, go on with your life. You got things to do, right?" Uh, so, I've experienced that on a much less dramatic level. I never thought though too deeply about. You know, people actually having the ability, however they do it, to enter a person's dream. Right. I've thought about loved ones from the other side doing it. But and, not living people. Right. We're talking about living people on the same plane of existence, right? Right. So how, I mean, it's a dumb question, but how the hell could that happen? <laughs> how do you do that? Is it just an idea? Well, you know, it all ties in with these other ideas. Like, you know, you think about, you know, I've, we were just talking about this the other night, you know, and we talked about it often on this show where people, you, you, you don't think, you think about someone you haven't thought about in a really long time. Yeah, you haven't seen this person in years, you haven't thought about this person in years, and then one day, they pop in your head. And then a day later, or two days later maybe, or even a week later, they call. You, they call, you see them in traffic, you bump into them at the pizza shop, wherever it might be, just some random thing that happens. And go, wait, what the fuck, I was just thinking about you. You know, and we we throw that term around. Oh my God, I was just thinking about you, but I take it a little more seriously because what universal thing is happening to make that happen? Well, I think we're all a lot more connected than we think. But yeah. Sarah is writing notes; she's communicating with notes because Sarah does not From have a beyond. microphone. Well, yeah, we don't um, have a mic. So we don't have a mic over there. She yeah, says, "I wish I had studio. a mic," but she mentioned astral travel. Yeah, and that that's potentially what I mean. Yeah. Um, you know, and then someone could that dude with the big gulp might have been like, I'm gonna practice astral travel tonight, man. With a big I'm gonna gulp take my big can. gulp and go And then just ends up in my dream and freaks me out and he's like, Shit, yeah, I didn't mean to do that, sorry. You know, and like there's so he's either yeah, like sorry, Wayne or Garth. Yeah, yeah. That yeah, is okay. dream. But um But is this something you can consciously do though? I mean, can you well, direct people yourself? You, people people that Some are practicing. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I was actually contacted by an, a, a Native American when I was trying to find things out and they're like, What you're talking about is dreamwalking. Uh, or yeah, yeah. Oh! Spirit journeys. And this is something that Aborigines practice and other Native American tribes have encountered. Um and, and utilize as part of their journey, you know, uh and, and growth. This like, is really interesting. I mean, I'm not trying to cut you off, but this idea is really compelling to me. And you said it was going to be wackadoo. Well, it's... But good wackadoo. This is just... I, mean, I told you I like wackadoo. Sixth date. Uh, <laughs> wackadoo was like our third date. It can't be our sixth date well, what also. If the third date works out really well. You might want to revisit that. All right. We're going to revisit wackadoo on date six. I think this would be... I, I really think um, what we're talking about here... This would be a fun experiment. Uh-oh. I, I don't... Oh, I don't, oh uh, shit. Well, uh, Dream Warriors. Well, no, I'm, no I'm, we're, gonna play, we're not playing the docking song. Do here. it. Do that shit. Do we're it. We're not going to do it. We sleep in the same bed. I'm not doing I mean, that I want to be you. a Dream Warrior. The They're Ghostly not, Talk oh, Dream Jesus Warriors. Christ. It's our team. I want a shirt right I want now. A, I want a motorcycle jacket with that. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I'm writing that down. I'll make a logo. You write it down. I want a shirt. I'm not GTDW. No, no acronyms. Acronyms are so like last year. Ghostly Talk Dream Warriors. 
I'm serious here. I really want to try this maybe tonight. I mean, so Chris, I might <laughs> I might drop in. Is that cool? That's cool, Scott. I have no idea what I'm doing, obviously. I'm a total idiot. So you're going to see some hot mess come blustering into your dreams, like, you know, half drunk and sm- smelling like booze. I'm not responsible for anything you see. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might just try this. I mean, and what I want to try, and this is for people listening, too. This is what my approach is going to be. I was just, I'm kind of, as we're talking about this, I've been thinking about this. I'm going to go, literally go to bed tonight, and I'm going to think about somebody. Maybe you. I don't know. I mean, I don't know who it may be. But I'm going to think about somebody in this room. I think. Uh, not Amber. We sleep in the same God bed. Don't make no it's sense. It's going to be me. Well, but then aren't you putting a suggestion in someone's head so it should be more Shit, random? you're right. You're right. You're right. That's not... That's not so we're front-loading. Well, yeah. You're front-loading. You can't do that. So I'll think of somebody else. Right? Yeah. Somebody else that's not in this room. That's not, you know, a part of this you know, part of the show right now. But that's assuming that they're going to remember, remember their dream because so many people don't. Right. Well, how do we do this Your and do it blind? sucks. I don't know. We have to think about it. How do we it. do it blind, though? We have to think about it. This is a super cool idea. We have idea. to put effort into it. Damn. No, oh, fuck that. No, <laughs> no, no. Can we just do something? And it just became well, be work like the, again. It'd be like the remote, remote, the remote viewing, viewing project. Well, that was a double blind. Ago. That was a double blind. That was that was double control, double blind. Which Vance West, by Did the way. Did you know that I was one of the ones featured before you even knew me? Yes, I do. Know yeah. That. You told yeah. me that story. I was one of the ones featured on there. Yeah. You told me that I so saw something. <laughs> oh my <laughs> oh dear I was like ghostly talks talking about me oh my god I'm a remote viewer and look where you are now yeah <laughs> look how far you've come yeah. or how far you've fallen depending oh. on how you look at it <laughs> wah, wah, wah. this idea though um, really it, it's intriguing um, I never thought about it that way and yeah Bonnie I'm with you on that I always kind of thought in the, in the narrow sense of well, it's the dead are visiting you in your subconscious. That that's. The, I think you know. almost everyone has a story like that, but a story like that, you two, not so much. Well, and Chris is even more so because he was just awake, right? And he goes <laughs> sucked in. I was at least asleep already. Well, that's why I'm thinking it's more. I mean, this idea is more feasible uh, if you just. And I, well, I, you know, I didn't even get to finish that. I mean, and I'm going to scrap the idea of anybody in this room. Is yeah, we're front. Don't scrap it. Out. Just go. We're front loading Chris because he can verify it by his dream whether or not you do but it. But we're front loading each other. It don't make no it sense. It doesn't matter. Should... Chris, you want to okay, try no, this tonight? No, no, okay. But there'd be details. So, like, let's say, for example, you go, okay, I'm going to send this message of a ooh, Chris, a green, that hurts. A green, Ow. Uh, a green <laughs> circle. I'm going to think a green circle. Or I'm going to, and then if he says, "Hey, I had this dream, and you did come to me, and you showed me a green circle," there you go. Right. So, so you have well, to. Well, no, 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 here's the thing: we're we're in the middle of this show right now. I don't want to put anybody on the spot. Okay. Well, let's talk about this post. Scott, you can come yeah, into well, my dream. I'm perfectly I, okay I, with I, it. Come in your dream. My yep. Dreams. You cannot come <laughs> in my, my dream. Car. Thanks, buddy. You can enter my dream. I can enter. Party in Bonnie's mind. <laughs> Oh, all joking aside, yeah. After you the can show, all enter I don't, I don't, my dream. I don't want to. I don't want to try to hash this out during during the show here. But I do, Chris. If you're cool, let's discuss it after the show. Sure. Because this is a really compelling idea. I think this is something. And everybody out there listening, as I think we're, at, I think we're, we're nearly, we're pushing two hours here. I think we're kind of. I think we should land this thing. Um, everybody out there listening, take this away if you can. Take this idea away. I think this is really cool. Try this with your friend, I guess. I don't know. I don't know how we're going to do this. We have no idea. Everybody, this kind of goes back to the whole, like, try your own ideas. Drive your own ideas. I think we should try an experiment here. 
and see what happens. If you do this, get a hold of us. Let us know. I'd, I'd like to hear if anybody has taken this idea that we're talking about here tonight and ran with it and maybe seen something or experienced something. I don't know. I mean, this is all new to me. I'm don't really... invade people without their permission. I'm gonna have, Unless I'm gonna... it's like Johnny Depp, then go this ahead. This is going to be great. I mean, we put this podcast out, and I'm going to go to bed, and I'm going to have... Just people in my okay. circus just like to in my say, head. When I right. said everyone can enter my dream and I'm okay with that, I meant the people in this room. That's it. Scott already screams in his sleep, so. <laughs> well, yeah. if he enters my head, he's going to scream. Oh, great. I was, did I really scream? You really night? screamed. He, I was almost asleep and all of a sudden he was like, oh, no, you didn't. Or something. And he just was, <laughs> it was really loud. <laughs> I was dreaming of an episode of Jerry Springer that I was on. <laughs> oh, my God. Scott, do that right now. What? Do oh, it. Oh, no, you didn't. <laughs> I want a drop of that by the next show. Okay, I can, I can isolate it for you, I guess. Kay. Oh, no, you didn't. Okay, whatever. Well, no, he really I didn't did say scream. that. I didn't he really scream that out. I don't know that. I was sleeping. I don't know what he's, I did. He yelled something, and it startled me, and he was also, gig- he giggles in his sleep. Well, I do know you talk. He giggles. Hey, Amber, because... no problem. Don't, don't put any of my dirty laundry out or anything like that. No big deal. He ejaculates in his sleep. <laughs> Who said that? Who said that? I didn't say that. Who Turn the hell has it? <laughs> Turn the mic off. Turn the mic off. <laughs> All right. I got it. Yeah, we got Bonnie out. We got Amber out now, too. Aww. Hey, Chris, it's just you and I. About time. Finally. We're alone at last. You guys are disgusting. And you have no way to defend yourself now, either. Shut up. It was Bonnie. <laughs> Ejaculate, not me. <laughs> We're gonna put Bonnie back in because I just gotta get this laugh. God, it's so ridiculous. Scott, I just wanted to say thank you for inviting me to yeah. such a well-respected yeah. and honorable programming yeah. that we could commit to tonight. Yeah, thank you, Chris. It's been a, it's been a wonderful. Jesus Christ, I'm bringing your channel down. Oh my God, it hurts. Um. Chris, I really do, I do mean this. I hope you enjoyed yourself. Oh, you're you're laughing now too. <laughs> Shit. We need to end the show. Yeah, that's that's the end of it. Bye, guys. Later. <laughs>